I believe a cabal of secret societies has controlled the world for 200 plus years, and we get to be alive at a time to see it fall. I believe in the power of one person working as a team with other Christian patriots can have massive impact in reversing this ungodly culture. I believe that we have an omniscient, omnipresent, and omnipotent God that has put his hand on this moment in time to deny the timeline of the enemy and is about to heal our land. And this is Rick, your host, and I believe that God has called me to empower Christian patriots with truth. Join us now for the Blessed Teach Show, and let's see what God is doing today. Here we are live on December 5th, 2023. Got a packed show for you today. Got a special guest coming on as well. So we got the climate lockdown. We got Hillary and Kamala trying to set the stage for the globalist narrative. We got no Ukraine funding, says Mike Johnson, the Speaker of the House. And without, with an open border, you're going to have to close the border down and change the policies massively before he'll give him any more funding. I thought that was a great tactic, and boy, is that needed. And um, we get, again, Rob Graham, a live a missionary from the Alaska area on Fire Patriot. You're going to really enjoy him. He'll be coming on here just shortly. So let's move on to some of these breaking news. We see Kamala Harris here saying um, she pledges $3 billion in taxpayer money to fight climate change in other countries. <laughs> to, fight, to fight the hoax of, of, of climate change in other countries. Right? What is that? That's called kickback money for the cabal. That's what that's called. <laughs> that's all there is to it. And then, but you see, they're in a panic, so they're they're having to try to say, "Hey, hey, if we're going to lock everything down to get to the stolen election for 2024, I have to. I, I the, the the fake viruses aren't working very well, so I'm going to have to. Uh, I'm going to do something else. Here's Hillary Clinton setting that same agenda. We're beginning to count and record climate-related deaths. Uh, yeah, right. Um, based on the fake science of climate change. Anybody who's done any research shows they start at different times, they go to different times, they only fund the scientists that will report what they want to report on, and it is a ridiculous thing. In fact, if you just look at, just go look at and do any research on the coal, um, energy from coal production in by country, and you'll see it's massive in China, it increased 17% last year, it's massive in India, yet we've decreased our climate output right massively in the united states because this is a death grip on the united states it's all designed to destroy the united states and put climate change on us but not the rest of the world and put uh, the and it's, it's just absolutely ridiculous it's a total hoax it's part of the whole solinsky tactics to destroy america and um but the fact that they're talking about this just shows that they're probably planning on this being one of their avenues of escape from exposure is, is how do we get everything locked down and keep our puppets in power um, when the whole thing about viruses and 
um, monkeypox and that didn't work and and now now they're now they have this new thing for children and, and, and the whole pneumonia for children coming out if that doesn't work they have the climate chain lockdown coming at, at I believe and we just see um, the instability start to show in finally gold and silver again it's not going to really unleash though until we destroy the Babylonian financial system but we see gold prices hit a 2100 uh, number uh, 2100 for a record high and analysts don't expect it to stop there um, this is why um, I work with Kirk Elliott guys and been you know, getting a patriot that goes to the reawaken tours with us comes came to the first Mary Crowley event as well he is uh, just a, just somebody who understands with a double doctorate as you as you know and uh, he is the one who's I've done the five transactions with because he doesn't have back-end commissions if something is going to go to 30 60 100 fold you never want a back-end commission because you're paying 30 60 100 fold back-end commission right so you want a front-end commission on uh, on on assets that have a have a potential upside that's huge and that's why Kirk it's honest and versus some of these very dishonest uh, companies out there. So call Kirk. You can you can actually go to the link down below and get your free consultation. Guys, he does international as well. If if you haven't diversified even a little bit into precious metals, this is the time to do it um, because the Babylonian system is cracking. We're seeing the bank closing um, branch after branch after branch and uh, freezing money in different countries. That's coming to your bank soon. So call bank. I mean, so call Kirk at 720-605-3900 to get your free consultation to understand how to use precious metals to get you through and get out of harm's way here. Um, you can see the debt clock here showing. Because of all the money printing, do you see this up here? What I'm kind of circling up here? The $771 trillion of dollar supply. They just keep printing money and printing money and printing money at a record pace. That's another way you destroy a country, right? And um, and that's that's why the, the suppression of derivatives from all these banks keeping silver and gold low, showing that the five that the, they they believe that the, the, the silver should be at fifteen hundred versus twenty three or twenty four. What it, I think is it went just went up to twenty five, um, but twenty five versus fifteen hundred <laughs> or the you know eleven hundred where where gold is now versus the twelve hundred. This is just showing that guys this has the upside potential. Plus it's liquid. Plus it is easy to store and and uh, you can store it with a with a bank with 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 a, with a with in, in a what I'm doing is a lot of mine's in a Texas vault, right? That's um, protected by brinks, etc. So that's uh, those are things. Get just call Kirk up and you'll be safe there. Speaker Johnson gives Biden the ultimatum to Ukraine funding immigration, basically saying um, we will not give any more funding to Ukraine until you close the border. Biden administration has warned that Ukraine funding will run out by the end of the year. Oh no. You got, we got to we got to keep keep them protecting our bio labs there, right? Is what the real real um, event is is happening there, and that is is really interesting to see. But there is uh, no additional funding is what he's saying for Ukraine. But the first making extensive reforms to the U.S. immigration system, and that is a great thing. You can see Mike Johnson um, is being attacked heavily, just like just like Trump is. Why? Because he loves the country. And he's and he loves the Lord. And those are two things you just cannot have now in this uh, America of the woke America. The people that are that, that they think are the terrorists are those who love the Lord and love the country. Well, you ever thought that? But that's where we are. It's exactly where we are right now. You see right here, Doctor Tre treating freed Hamas hostages reveals unprecedented abuse 
we have to rewrite the textbooks. So the reason Hamas didn't do their latest exchange of prisoners is because they realized that all the prisoners were telling the truth about what happened to them. And it was, uh, this is this Dr. Eaton says, Israel hostages experienced extremely severe psychological abuse at the hands of Hamas. And it gets into a lot more detail about that, but it's one of the reasons why they were able to resume um, the destruction of their tunnels, etc., is because they didn't release the latest hostages that they had talked about doing. And they're literally in southern Gaza now, um, and they just eliminated just about three hours ago five of the major terrorists that are here shown on their underground tunnel. And so uh, they they are um, regretting this latest move that they made, and um, Israel will soon be under control on the ground anyway, not in the tunnels, but in the ground. Um, they will be in control of most of Gaza here probably in the next week. And they also are flooding the tunnels with seawater. They've been building since early November um, big pipes going, uh, going into the tunnels. So uh, Hamas will be flooded out relatively soon. Um, and I don't th I think that can be soon enough, guys, uh, e even though I know that there was a false flag event here that the, of the, of the, of the, the elites, the global elites, needing a war, right? So they, they executed this plan to create a war. And if they don't get that war and they don't get climate change and they don't get their virus, that they're, these viruses they're trying to get out, they are not going to be able to control the election. And that is where we are going to see fireworks fly. And uh, we all know that this is happening. And so they're, they're only able to pull the wool over around 30% of the population now. And... Uh, and they can't pull any wool over around 30 or 40 percent of us. So they don't trust the media at all, right? No, the media is lying to us daily. And it's going to be really interesting. So you see Ray saying, hey, this is another, uh, we know that Christopher Ray is primarily a Kabbalist as well, right? And he's saying, terror threats elevated to all-time high since October 7th. Blinking lights everywhere, right? Fear. Everybody get in fear. Don't have faith in, in, in the Lord or the fact that we're taking this cabal down. Be in fear at all times. That's exactly what they want you to be in. And uh, and they need to get to World War III, and it's not going to work for them. So we have Rob Graham coming on any minute here. I see him getting his uh, getting ready, so we'll we'll bring him on as soon as he gives me the thumbs up that his audio is working and everything. We have SG on coming on tomorrow night. Can you believe that, guys? Eh, that is going to be awesome. Um, if you missed it, I just played right before this, my interview with him this weekend. And we're going to be getting in more detail, and we're going to actually hand it over to a lot of the backstage people to ask detailed questions that they want to answer. So make sure, backstagers, that you watch what I put live about a couple hours ago where my interview with him for 35 minutes, and we're going to get another hour from SGN on tomorrow night. So make sure you're on for that. And then we got Brian Artis coming on the following week as well as Juan 07 coming on. So, uh, so and, and Don and Rigby's been confirmed as well. We're just trying to finalize the date on that. So we're going to have a fun stuff all the way through Christmas. You're going to going to see some some fantastic uh, Patriots uh, moving forward here. Look at Pfizer is facing lawsuits over failure to disclose DNA sequences in the COVID-19 vaccines. Guys, they, they knowingly did so many evil things, and it's starting to come out in, in lawsuits. So even though they have immunity because they're on the childhood vaccine schedule. That is not going to hold for them. Uh, Pfizer is going down, in my opinion, completely. This is why we support natural solutions like um, actual actual um, oil, so anointing oil. You'll see this on curetnow.com. It's K-U-R-E-I-T-now.com. You see a link down below. 
This is this is awesome. It's anointing oil with That's frankincense fun. and myrrh. So uh, so it looks looks like we've got Rob's iPhone working here. So we're gonna we're gonna go there in about two or three minutes. But if you want to give somebody a great present, why not give what the what the wise men gave to Jesus? Frankincense and myrrh. <laughs> they literally take frankincense and myrrh that's burned in the in the oil. You know what it would get on the wall with smoke. They capture the the that that oil and infuse it into anointing oil. So you got anointing and healing oil together. You can get all kinds of things. In fact, if you spend two hundred dollars or more and apply my code, it's going to give you the thirty percent discount plus my twenty percent discount. So this allows you to get that two hundred dollars worth of product at a hundred dollars. Right, like 50% off. Go to cureitnow.com. Get yourself frankincense and myrrh. Guys, this works really well. Even Carrie Madey loves this and has many examples of she and, her, and some of her clients have been healed with this uh, this healing oil. All kinds of testimonials for you. Uh, anointing oil with healing oil combined. Make sure you go uh, to that with Carrie Madey. I'm going to go over two other articles and then we'll get over to our guest. we got Republican Rep. Henry started to retire at the end of the term. So we see rhinos retiring. We see uh, we see all kinds of people retiring, but we know like 75, 80% of, of, the, of, of the Congress at least is probably uh, either the right, left uniparty. So it, it's interesting. Uh, it's kind of hard to judge that one because he seemed like a relatively good conservative. But we see tons of Democrats not running and so some, some Republicans. And Q told us to... to to track those, right? Federal judge strikes down ban on handgun sales to certain Americans. So there are judges starting to rule for the the, the actual Constitution, which is a shocker, but it's starting to happen, which is a which is which is an awesome thing, right? Let me close this ad here. Hunter Biden tries to subpoena Trump and Barr, and special counsel responses gold. Basically, are laughing at this. Um, we'll get to this at a more detail time, uh, but it's it's funny to see Hunter um, panicking. Seventy-two percent of Canadians want Trudeau gone. It's selection machines that, are, that have kept these people in. They're selection machines, not election machines. And until we get rid of those, we're going to continue to have selections. Uh, we have to have overwhelming wins. But you can see when the election, selection machines got removed by these different countries such as uh, they, 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 the patriots are winning these these battles and that's what's going to happen i believe when we go to paper ballots um in a military run um election in 2024 uh, versus um and, but it's going to be intense 2024 guys woke outlet says elon musk ignited hate storm against black reporter who falsely accused a nine-year-old of child blackface so we just see elon being in the news almost every day i believe he's a flipped white hat and it's going to be exciting to see how that moves forward. All right, and you'll find the latest Julie Green prophetic word here um, in the Christian Patriot Impactor platform, as well as the words that I'm getting. So make sure you go to neighborhood.social, download it on your iPhone or your Google Google phone, or just go to neighborhood.social, and you'll be able to see those on the blogs as well as you'll see our events, be able to find um, the different groups that are meeting, go to the Patriot platform. Hey, with that, we're moving over to, to our to our guests today, which is a kind of exciting, a brand new guest we haven't had on yet. Um, how are you doing, Rob? I guess you need to be unmuted first. <laughs> Rob, you're still, you're still, I'm going to ask you to unmute, so they're still, you're still muted on Zoom right now. Don't know if you can see. Aha! Do we have How are you? you? All right, good. Thank you, guys, so much for being here. Thank you. Uh, I didn't know you had another guest coming too. So, so introduce us and talk to you a little bit. I know there's some of the some of the people. Um, I'm going to go to this other bring bring my thing up here, but um, talk to us a little bit about um, 
what what you guys have been doing up in Alaska, and uh, and I know most of the audience probably doesn't have not heard uh, much about your background, so we'd love to kind of start. And I always love to understand how you guys got woken up to the deep state and the ugliness that we're seeing with the globalist cabal. <laughs> so uh, go ahead. Yeah, well, my name's Rob Graham. No, I'm Sam Kimmel, and we're with Last Frontier Ministries. And uh, what what Last Frontier Ministries is, it's a ministry that works in the interior of Alaska with uh, the Athabascan native uh, communities, uh, the villages. And uh, we've been going for about 15 years now. And um, in in this area that we're at, there are other missionaries, but um, the, the ones on the Tananon Yukon that's kind of in our region, we're kind of the only ones going in there right now. Um, again, uh, I, I'm married and have five kids. Yeah, as well, I'm I'm married, um, have have three kids, and uh, we we going to the interior for like about 15 years doing ministry, doing discipleship programs, doing Bible programs, bringing up short-term mission teams as well into the villages to just uh, proclaim the gospel of Jesus. Yeah, for us, I mean, you you had uh, made awesome. a mention about you know the the deep state of the cabal and all that stuff that was going on. Uh, one of the, the beautiful things about our ministry is we're a debt-free uh, ministry. And during 2020, whenever everything shut down, um, it I mean, it affected us, but it didn't affect us uh, uh, to the point where we went out of business, if you will, or, um, or, or it stopped what we were doing. We continued to still go into the villages. It was harder because um, a lot of the villages were buying into uh, the whole um, COVID-19 uh, lockdown status. And so there was a lot of places we couldn't get into, but the places that we could get into, we continued to go. Awesome, awesome. So, so take us back a little bit to where, um, where, where you guys, where, most of us, uh, I, I call it asleep. Where we were basically um, didn't understand that. Wow, there was a global cabal wanting to destroy our bodies and stop the gospel, and <laughs> and we know Satan wants to do that, obviously, but. Uh, Take us back a little bit, and maybe maybe even on your Christian walk, maybe in on your what I'd call the red pill moment, right? Or, uh, so so what, why don't we start start with you, Rob? Yeah. So, um, yeah, my my mom and dad have uh, pastored a church up here in Alaska, the, right in the interior by Denali National Park for thirty eight years. Um, I I didn't always uh, walk that path. Uh, I didn't kind of get woken up to. I needed Jesus as, as my Lord of my life, not just the Savior of my life, uh, until I was about 19, 20 years old, mm-hmm. uh, at which time I knew that God called me to be a missionary. And um, shortly after that, I met uh, Ticey, who's now my wife, and uh, we started down this this uh, road of doing missions, and uh, God was calling us to Alaska. And the reason why is because there's just not that many people who want to go. So I'm born and raised in Alaska. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's a, that's a longer story. So, uh, after a little bit, if we got some more time, I'll go into that. But Sam, um, he's got a little bit different story as far as how we started in, in ministry. Yeah, I was, uh, born and raised in Pennsylvania, Northeastern Pennsylvania. My father was an assembly of God pastor for, for years until he passed away with cancer. And, uh, you know, uh, for years I worked with a missions organization in Texas, did that for about eight years. And I felt God calling me into more full-time work. So my wife and I uh, left Texas and moved to Pennsylvania where I got my nursing license. And that's where I met Rob on a missions trip. We're actually, we were in Costa Rica together and leading a trip. And the uh, Lord was just speaking to us. And we would talk every night about missions and about I was going to go to the Dominican Republic and where I was going to work in Alaska. And the Lord worked on our hearts and pulled, us, pulled these two crazy guys together back in 2006, I think it was, or seven. 
And then we formulated our last frontier ministries. I moved up here in 2008, and ever since then, we've been going to the villages, preaching the gospel, bringing up teams, and uh, just sharing the love of Christ with everyone that we could here in, in the interior of Alaska. Yeah, like Sam was saying, um, we, we actually met in Costa Rica through an organization called Teen Mania Ministries that, that was going strong for about 30 years, mm-hmm. 35 years. And uh, and we started you know talking story about what we wanted to do. And, and um, God brought us together to come in here to, to the native villages. And the crazy thing is, is for almost three years, we would go in almost every other week for three or four days, kind of depending on how much we could handle. And then... Um, for in anyways, like nobody would talk to us. Not very many people would talk to us. So it was three years of continually just pressing in and going, okay, we know that God has us. We know that this is where we're supposed to be. And, uh, and, and after, after the end of the third year, I believe it was, God gave us uh, uh, a vision, if you will, of teaching uh, emergency service uh, classes. So kind of like an EMT or a first responder class uh, to the people in the village because most of them are forestry firefighters and if they get the the certification they would get a little bit more money so we had them for 40 hours and uh the people who would not talk to us we had them for 40 hours and and we actually changed our teaching to where we were talking like in the anatomy and physiology about how god fearfully and wonderfully made us Mm -hmm. and you know so on and so forth and that was a pivotal moment in our ministry to where uh, god totally switched it around uh, to where now we have the favor of the people and now the village that that we're working in um, we actually have the favor of every person there i would say nice 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 and so you know one misnomer that a lot of people in the west have is that hey we've been sending missionaries for for uh, centuries now and a lot during the, especially the last uh, five or six decades and so haven't we preached to the entire world and all the people groups that's that's not the case is it and so talk a little bit about alaska and the people groups that are not reached yet so yeah great question man um so back whenever alaska was purchased from the united states they they kind of broke up the lands into different people groups so like the eskimos would get one place the athabascans would get another place so on and so forth and what happened with that is um, there, there was kind of animosity in between the tri- tribal groups uh, because they're nomadic people, or they were nomadic people, and so they would go on to different lands. Mm-hmm. At the same time, um, there was kind of like a, a religious sit-down to where, um, you know, the Catholics said, we, we're going to take this area, the Episcopal said, we're going to take this area, and, um, and, and it kind of divided people um, religiously as well, if you will. Um, but but lots of things have happened because what 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 ended up happening we think that these guys were evangelizing the word of god did come in but in 1959 whenever alaska became a state um the the government in its infinite wisdom uh decided that it was a good idea to pull all these kids out of their homes out of their village and send them to boarding schools really? when they did that there was a significant amount of physical emotional sexual uh, abuse mm. And since 19, and I'm not sure the exact percentages, but uh, since 1959, when these boarding schools kind of came about, there's been a roughly 60 languages that are completely extinct now. Like mm. people do not speak them. Now that's that's in you know that's in my parents' lifetime. So like some of the elders in the village, like the atrocities that were done to them happened to them. Uh, we have one friend, Pastor Luke. Um, he he actually ended up um, was singing an Athabascan song. And, and he got he got very badly abused. Mm-hmm. Um, another friend of ours, uh, kind of the same thing, 
um, speaking his native tongue. They ended up taking a leather sewing needle and punching it into his into his tongue and promising that they would never speak that trash. Um, and so a, an incredible amount of fear took place. Um, shortly after that, uh, any any person that I know anyways, and I, Sam would say the same thing, that is of the Vietnam uh, era or age group, I've yet to meet somebody who is in that age group that has not been sent to Vietnam or they got sent and they didn't come home. And so just, you know, this abuse of the land being split up, the abuse of them going to the boarding schools to go into Vietnam, all of this stuff creates a tremendous amount of trauma to whenever missionaries do come in, there's there's automatically a wall that comes up. Um, A lot of it is because of the color of our skin. Yeah. yeah, that's one thing I just wanted to show here. There's a there's a website called JoshuaProject.net, and um, it's it's interesting. Along what we just you just discussed is that if you look at the number of uh, people groups, there's like seventeen thousand two hundred eighty six in the world is what they've tracked here, of which we have unreached a forty one percent of them. So seven thousand two hundred fifty people groups we haven't even reached. We still have a lot of work to do to become a church without spot or blemish and to actually, you know, when Jesus says in, in, in Matthew 24 that the end is going to come after we've reached all the nations. And it's using the word ethnose, which is people groups. So we have, and even within the, that's the 7,250 we haven't reached. There's a lot of others, people groups that have been, you can see right here, it's minimally reached or right here it's superficially reached or here partially reached. And even in like some of these, these major countries like the United States, where we think we've reached most of the people, it's significantly reached. There's still 19% of the people we haven't reached in those areas. So I just want to emphasize that, guys, we still need missionaries in a big, big way, right? And it's just so so awesome to see you guys fall in love with uh, the people of, of Alaska and really spending the time there. I did want to I did want to make sure we put people to your website. I think it is this. Is that right? That what I have down below? LastFrontierMinistries.com. Is that that is correct? Okay, great. And so walk us a little bit through this uh, website and how people can get to understand more about what you guys are doing. Well, if they want to, they can go on, like you just mentioned, the www.lastfrontierministries.com, and you'll see there is a, a sign-up sheet there. If you sign up, actually, we're doing doing a thing. If you sign up and fill out that sheet, you can win a free trip to Alaska and see what we're, what we're all about right there on the ground firsthand. Um, so we are, you know, that website there is, is, is for you on the, on, the, uh, on the web there. And uh, that, that picture right there you just saw is a school of missions we're building. Uh, we're currently partnering with Youth with a Mission. We're going to be opening up our school, God willing, in April of 2024, where we'd have a missions training center where we're training young men and women uh, of the gospel and to send them into Alaska or wherever else God has them. Like you said, uh, the missions field in Alaska, you know, people don't think of missions in Alaska as, as a dire need, but you know, a lot of people don't come up here. It's, right now it's dark outside and it's 2.30 in the afternoon. So, you know, <laughs> yeah. we have the, you know it was uh, five below zero at my house this morning. Uh, it gets uh, sunrises at 10.30, sets at 2 or 2.30. And a lot of people don't like it, and uh, they just don't last very long. So this is a very, you know, I want to say an unreached group, but a, but a group that really is lacking in um, in, in reaching and in, in long-term missionaries. Yeah, and the other thing, too, uh, just to kind of point out is, you know, in the Great Commission, we're, we're told to go out and preach the gospel and to make disciples, uh, not just to make converts. And so... Uh, as as we go out, our our heart, our like the the pulse of Last Frontier Ministries is yes, of course we want to see converts, but after we see the converts, we want to see discipleship happen. And the only way that we can do that is by having more laborers, 
which is why we're starting a school of missions uh, so that we can actually disciple these people. Because like one village that we work in, they don't even have a church. They've mm-hmm. never, to my knowledge, they've never had a church. And 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 there, I think out of the hundred people that live there, to my knowledge, there's two evangelical Christian people who live in that village. Um, another village that we work in, it has a church, but right now it's not a functional church. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, whenever we go up and we hold services, there's some of the people in, in there who, you know, had been evangelized to, if you will, you know, 20, 30 years ago, but they, they still have never heard of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. You know, mm-hmm. they're at a very, very elementary level. Now, some of them have taken it on and they're doing amazing. Um, but also, we kind of have to come along and, and if you will, kind of redirect some of their theology because a lot of it they've kind of learned on their own and they've come to their own conclusions. Um, which I'm not saying that Holy Spirit can't speak to somebody, but, you know, whenever it's, it's dark for nine months and you're reading the Bible and you don't have a mentor, uh, a lot of deception can come in. Yeah, so so um, talk a little bit about that if you don't mind. Is is the is the um, obviously we're near? I think December twenty second is the is 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 the shortest day of the year, or somewhere around there. And um, how much light do you have that time of year versus the middle of the summer? Well, middle of the summer we have pretty much daylight twenty four seven. That's uh, what it looks like right now. And- <laughs> It's three o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> but uh, summertime, daylight twenty four seven, and the sun basically never goes down. The sun kind of just rotates around the top of Alaska, never does like a full overhead kind of sweep. But uh, you know, starting in in uh, mid October, the sun starts to set pretty quickly, and you know, by the time December twenty first comes, which is my happy day because we start getting more daylight after December twenty first. <laughs> right. Um, we will probably have, you know, we'll probably have the sunrise around ten thirty, quarter eleven. The sunset will be the sunset will be around, you know, two or two thirty. So we're only getting about four hours of, of daylight. And even that, it's not a full, a full daylight. It's kind of like a dusk where you still might need to have your headlights on if the, if the skies are cloudy. So it's never a full, uh, full daylight. And on top of that, uh, it's you know it's at you know sometimes twenty, thirty, forty below zero outside as well, which would kind of hurts being dark and cold at the same time. Yeah, like where we sit right at Denali National Park, just outside of it, you know, we've got the Alaska mountain range all the way around us. And so we actually from from about now, maybe maybe December 15th until like the 21st of January, we actually won't physically see the sun like it'll get light out. Um, but again, it's you, you want to drive with your headlights on. Uh, but we actually see that ball of fire in the sky until like the 21st of, of uh, January. Wow. Uh, that is with that um you know like alaska you know sam and i have both between us i i can't i don't even we need to count sometime but we've been to a lot of different countries between the two of us uh we've we've ministered to all different kinds of religions all different kinds of people groups and i would venture to say that alaska is probably the hardest place that i've ever done missions wow Uh, several different reasons why number one is the color of our skin um you know you go to india and you're white people flock around you uh, you go to here and you're white and people have a wall built up against you because of the atrocities that were done to them. Um, so that's that's the first thing. The second thing is is the elements outside. It's like Sam was saying, it's cold in the wintertime. It's dark. Him and I, the coldest we were ever at, we were cutting wood and it was 79 below. Uh, we were cutting them for uh, cutting wood for some elders and and it was cold. Um, and and so you have the, the weather, plus you have the, the darkness like you know, whenever whenever you have that much darkness, like depression can set in. 
-hmm. Now, whenever we have the light of Jesus Christ inside of us, we have the hope of glory. Like, that's one thing. But if you have somebody who is not a believer, who is not born again, who is not in right standing with God, and you have all that depression, plus all the trauma that fought, you know, that, that they've had in their life, like the rate of suicide in Alaska is three times the, the, the rate of anywhere else in the United States. It's three times uh, the rate of alcohol abuse, of physical abuse, of sexual abuse. Like these are some of the statistics that we're working with. Um, and, and a lot of it's because of uh, the cold and the darkness. And then, and then here's the other. Is that called that SIDS? The SID? Is that right? Is that part of that? Yes. Right. Yep. Um, But, but the other thing, and this is a practical thing is, you know, we're doing missions in the United States and it's really, really hard to raise funds uh, to be a missionary in the United States to where like, but yet no missionaries want to come here because of the weather, because of, of the person. And I would say persecution, it's not physical persecution, but it's definitely like ostracization to where like they don't want to talk to you. Like it's it's a very, very hard ground. We're we're tilling up a lot of rocks in the dirt. And like even right now we're having we're having difficulty getting into a new village we're trying to push on towards. We're still facing some some resistance in that one village and we really want to get in there. So we're praying about that and uh, asking God to give us the right the right ideas, the right ways the right ways to get in there. Rob and I are both EMTs and instructors in medicine so we can you know, we've used that before, teaching classes, CPR classes, and things like that. So we, you know, God's gifted us with that. So we're hopefully going to plan on using that to get in the villages, give them a practical need. And then, of course, while we're there, preach to them, you know, uh, that they need Jesus. But as well as what Rob said, also the remoteness. You know, there's 230 plus villages in Alaska that are federally recognized. Most of them are not on the road system. We have to take a boat or a plane or an ATV or a snowmobile, snowmobile wow. ride through the mountains to get there. Uh, we're lucky we have a village we can drive to, but the other two that we go to, we have to fly to or take a snow machine. And, and, and when it's 30 or 40 below zero and riding the snow machine across a mountain pass can be pretty pretty sketchy at times. About 35 miles at 30 below. That makes you want to reconsider if you're supposed to be a missionary in the tropics. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so and so during the summer, is, is, is there a time when it actually is warm all, 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 all night? Or is it, uh, what, what's kind of, how's, how's that in the... I know it's a big area where it's diverse and different mountains and stuff, but in general, uh, what do you see during the summer? Yeah, we can get hot weather. Like in Fairbanks, you're, people don't remember to believe this, but in Fairbanks, you can hit 80, 90 degrees in Fairbanks. So it'll be a 90-degree day in Fairbanks, mm-hmm. um, up, up further north there in the interior. We're about two hours south of Fairbanks, so our average temperature right along the Alaska Range, we're averaging around 70 degrees in the in the summertime, but we're, we're temperature, temperature usually averages. But you'll get in the 80s and 80s and 90s in the in the interior of Alaska. So the weather is is really good. I mean, Fairbanks has beautiful summers. If, if you can stand the mosquitoes, I mean, <laughs> those things are horrible. But two or three months of great yeah, weather. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, the other thing too is like in the summertime, like we really love the summertime because, and we don't get much sleep in the summertime. Uh, we host teams all all summer long, and again, you can find that out on our website there at www.lastfrontierministries.com, uh, and and we host teams up there. Uh, but um, like, if if it doesn't get light, or I mean, excuse me, if it doesn't get dark, like you're you're up so much. I mean, we we probably average what four hours of sleep, five hours of sleep a night, if that, um, because because we're just on the run and it kind of like that saying, you know, make hay while the sun shines. Mm-hmm. Um, and then plus also too, like the ministry totally changes in the summertime because like people go to bed at like sometimes our mission day ends at. 
three o'clock in the morning. Like, wow. we'll, we'll have our boat down on the river pulling kids on the inner tube in one of the villages. Uh, and, and we won't go to bed until three o'clock. Sometimes we don't eat dinner until midnight. Um, but we also wow. don't wake up until like nine or 10. So that's a key part of that. Yeah. Yes. Because they, because the villagers don't. And it's like, we've had mission groups that come up and they're used to getting up at six, having breakfast at seven, going out at eight. And then they come back at noon and they're like, man, the ministry is so slow here. There's nobody there. And it's like, well, that's because they're still in bed. <laughs> yeah. Now, now, how did you guys get hooked up with, uh, didn't you, weren't you on Amanda Grace's show and, uh, and you met Gus as well. So talk a little bit about uh, the connections into my world, if you will. <laughs> Yeah, so um, my 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 buddy that I went to Bible school with, uh, his name is Aaron Antis, uh, who is also uh, partnered up with Clay Clark, who is doing the Reawaken America tours. Um, Sam and I were actually at the first Reawaken America tour, and they had it, it was supposed to be a small meeting basically, and they they'd asked us to come down and give a spiel about Last Frontier Ministries. Um, we went down there, and and Aaron Antis. Uh, and Clay, they were like, "Yeah, there's like 4,500 or 5,000 people here. Uh, you're not gonna, you're not gonna do that. Would you please uh, help with security in the green room uh, for the speaker?" Interesting. <laughs> so we got to meet uh, General Flynn and Mike Lindell and all those guys. Yeah. Um, that was a little intense then, there. I was there. In, on, I was there in Tulsa, and Amanda Grace actually had a prophetic word that said a major event in Tulsa about six months before, and I believe that was the major event. Um, but uh, but there was like some big security issue there, wasn't wasn't there some infiltration or something? Yeah, we had to remove a couple people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we we had to remove a couple people that that uh, intended to to badmouth and intend harm on people who were there. Yeah. Uh, but you know the interesting thing was is in um, I think it was in June, May or June, uh, whenever they had the Reawaken America tour in uh, Miami. I was coming back uh, from a mission trip in Cambodia and uh, Aaron asked me to come there and, and go to the reawaken tour. And I got to, to meet Julie Green, Amanda Grace. Uh, mm -hmm. I got to meet, in fact, I, I was roommates with Gus. Uh, that's how I met Gus. Uh -huh. uh, and uh, and I got to just expand, you know, our sphere of contacts that we have. Uh, and those contacts have, have become friends. So. Yeah, that's that, that's awesome. So that's obviously my world because of uh, I'm on the media team for the Reawaken tour. I've been to all of them, but I think two or three, and it's been a, just a, a, an awesome ride. And so, and, and so, so uh, what what was what did you cover on Amanda's show? Was it pretty much the same things that we're talking about now? Um, yeah, yes, in a little yes. bit different way. Um, you know, it was uh, it, it was a lot the same. Uh, she had she had dived in a little bit more on um, kind of the the statistics and the details of of the native people and mm -hmm. you know how how they um, daily life and kind of what our our goal is for our ministry moving forward. Mm -hmm. um, but a lot of it was the same. Uh, we didn't talk quite as much, um, you know, about um, like like COVID or the cabal or nothing like that. It was it was more <laughs> about the ministry. Mm -hmm. um, but you know if uh, you know if I can you know in um, Sam had mentioned that we're teaming up with uh, Youth with a Mission. Have you heard of them? Uh, no, go ahead. So Youth with a Mission was started like 65, 70 years ago. And, uh, and, and kind of their, their big center is in Kona, Hawaii. It's a sending organization to where for three months you take young people and you train them up into like 10 or 12 different subjects, everything from the character and nature of God to hearing God's voice to spiritual warfare. 
And then for two months, they go out on the mission field. So actually, whenever I was going, uh, coming back from uh, one of the trips, because I, I had the privilege of being a school leader over in Kona, Hawaii for the medical DTS, um, in 2020, uh, we were there and we had a young student there that uh, we actually heard about COVID before anybody had ever heard about it on, uh, on the internet or on uh, national TV. She was actually from China and she came into class one day and she was like, hey, could you be praying because my parents said that a virus broke out in this village of, or the city of Wuhan. So we started praying about it. And we're like, how bad can this thing be? Because like, we're not hearing about it, but we'll still be praying for it. And, and then this all is of a sudden, wham. I just, I just, uh, I just recognized that this is my, my son-in-law went on on this uh, right after he graduated from high school. The, oh, and, cool. uh, he was uh, uh, in Africa for um, I think six months or so, or maybe even longer. But uh, yeah, awesome. wow. But yeah, that so that's why wham. Okay, so youth with a mission. So I didn't put those yep, two and two together. Youth with a mission or that's wham. Awesome. Mm-hmm. And um, it was it was interesting because right before uh, two kind of two pivotal things happened uh, with um, with with COVID and the United States in the world mm-hmm. is uh, you were talking about the the people groups that still need to be reached before Jesus comes back, YWAM and and what they call Table Seventy One, which includes Wycliffe Bible Translation and um, you know Mercy Ships and all kinds of organizations. Um, they have an initiative to, to have a Bible in every home on the face of this earth by 2030. The American Bible Society was going to gift this this organization, YWAM and the other people, they were going to gift this organization like 100 million Bibles. Um, God gave me a, a, a word that I actually called up my mom and I gave her the word. And I said, hey, um, you know, mom, I, I honestly feel that COVID is an attack from the enemy itself. Uh, that it's going to shut down the world and that it's going to prevent people from going to the uh, going to the nations. Well, at the time, we had almost a thousand people in Kona, Hawaii, getting ready to go to the nations. And right after I gave my mom that word, um, the, the the one of the leaders up there came up and called all the leaders together and said, "We have to send everybody home. They're locking down the world." Um, and and that meet when kind of when that happened was almost the same time that they were going to give those Bibles away whenever they locked down the world. And so we looked at it as as a direct assault on the gospel of Jesus Christ. Yes. I mean, we, mm-hmm. we were landing in villages and we had people come up to us and ask us for our papers, ask us for, you know, if we have a, have a COVID test, like all this stuff. We're going, my goodness, like, we just want to preach the gospel, man. Yeah. Uh, the interesting thing is, is we sent almost a thousand students home uh, from that, from whenever they locked down the world. But there was 12 uh, staff and students from the medical DTS that came up to us and they said, you guys, this is not what we signed up for. We signed up to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. Can we come to Alaska with you? Because we know that you guys live missions. And we said 100%, we need to get permission from the base. And and the medical DTS was the only commissioned uh, school that went out uh, at that time to Alaska. Um, of course, everything was shut down but we started doing social media stuff. We're like, what are we going to do? So we basically started doing FaceTime live and talking about what was going on, talking about the craziness that was going on, talking about the Bible. And all of a sudden we started having people call us up from all over Alaska saying, will you please come to our house and have church? We'll get our neighbors together. We'll have church because they're locking it down. Um, so youth with the mission, um, we're starting YWAM or youth with the mission Denali. 
Um, the website That's is awesome. still under uh, construction. Uh, our Last Frontier Ministries website is still under construction. <laughs> There's some errors in there. Um, but uh, Youth with the Mission Denali, what our goal is, is to take young men and women uh, to reproduce the passion that we have uh, and, and to make disciples out of them so that they can go into Alaska and disciple people. And that's that's what our goal is. Now, talk a little bit about this uh, this uh, YWAM um, and what it, what it would be what would be different about Alaska versus uh, versus their worldwide mission. Well, Alaska, of course, they'll be going into the native villages here in the interior of Alaska or, or in different villages that are there. Um, but you know, our goal here for Alaska is to train up young men and women here with our Youth with a Mission program, our DTS, send them into the villages and preach the gospel. Uh, help people get born again and then bring those people in the villages back to our YWAM base here in Healy, Alaska, just by Denali Park to train those young men and women and then send them back into their village. We know that there's no better, no better person to, to, to preach the gospel than the people from their own village. So when we go in there, it's received differently than if somebody from their own village goes Good in there. Point. So our goal, our ultimate goal is to get people in the villages, you know, turned on for God, get them born again, get them trained up learning who God is, how to hear God's voice, how to study the Word of God, and then send them back into their villages where they can help hold house churches and house meetings within their own villages and uh, continue with the gospel message there. Yeah, and the other the other thing that YWAM, uh, YWAM Denali is going to be different than, uh, I mean, because here's here's what you got to understand. There's like 3,000 YWAM bases across the globe. Mm-hmm. Uh, YWAM is in, a, my daughter right now is in YWAM Montana. She's doing a school of biblical studies, which they go through the entire Bible four times in nine months. They have to write an expository survey, a timeline, all that jazz. But one of the things that, that we want to do, and, and, and people often ask, you know, the question, why are you guys going to be Last Frontier Ministries and YWAM Denali? And, and, and the, the simple question is this, is um, there's some of the things that we want separated because, for instance, um, YWAM is a global ministry. Uh, it, it's 3,000 bases. One of the, the, the ideas that Sam and I have, and, and we believe it's from God, but we'll, we'll see, uh, is the fact that um, with, with, we want to start a, an aviation, a mission aviation school. Um, and what we would do is have like a aviation DTS eventually, um, but the flying portion of it wouldn't be through YWAM. The flying portion of it would be through Last Frontier Ministries or another ministry called Kingdom Air Corps, which is down the road from us about four or five hours. Wow. That, yeah, that's interesting to see those different challenges, and but it's uh, pretty cool that you were able to work with other ministries to kind of break those barriers down. And so the whole, uh, instead of you two wa- wa- walking in with your white skin, you, could, you actually bring younger people that maybe uh, look, <coughs> look or there and feel more comfortable with. And eventually, I think the whole key is uh, when I was taking some classes on um, discipleship, right, um, that uh, that actually planting somebody that's actually from that area is really key right and uh if you get to Absolutely. get in yeah and talk a little bit about discipleship how, what, what I mean, cuz you know we always emphasize it seems on the evangelical church really heavily of getting people to say the sinner's prayer and uh mm-hmm. and then sometimes we're guilty of moving on right talk a little bit about the discipleship and the importance of that we tell you, just that sinner's prayer is great. That gets your foot in the door, right? But it's a whole other ballgame after that, you know. So we're really big. Uh, when we go into the villages, you know, we hold services. Sometimes if we're in the village for five days, we'll have services four nights a week um, with the adults, for the children, for the youth. 
it's so important to teach the people the foundational truths of the Word of God so they have a solid foundation of what to stand on and, and to know who God is. And we don't take that lightly. We really do our best to, to pour into these young people. We also, you know, contact them via Facebook, on, on, our, on our phone. We disciple them not only when we're in the village, but also when we're home because we get phone calls all the time when we're working with people. You know, in our, our house in the village is always open. We're when people stop by the house and we're pouring with them and praying with them and teaching them the Word of God and ministering to them in that way. Yeah, and you know, discipleship as well is it's it's one of those things to where I personally believe that um, the American evangelical church is going to have a rude awakening uh, because they think that saying the sinner's prayer is all you need to do. Yeah. Well, Jesus says, "Take up your cross daily and follow me." Like it's a it's a constant laying down your life and putting Jesus as Lord. So, you know, discipleship uh, is far more than just uh, you know having a church service. Uh, you know, saying the sinner's prayer, uh, diving into what does it look like to be a disciple? And, and here's, you know, here's what I look at is, you know, like the, 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 the show, the chosen, you know, right. uh, I think it's a perfect example of what a disciple is because Jesus was like, you can see so many times that he was just like, Oh, Peter, like, come on. Uh, but the, 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 the thing about being a disciple, um, is this is we go in and we, we talk to them, we give them the fundamental truths, we give them what it's like to be a, a follower of Jesus Christ, and we also live it out with them so that, that we, can, we can help them grow in that. Um, you know, one of the things like, you know, people who get born again or say the sinner's prayer, you know, they may have, they may have said it 10 years ago, but they had no clue that, you know, snorting cocaine and smoking dope wasn't wrong. You know, well, Whenever we go in and we say, hey, look, you know, if once you become a believer, the word of God says that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. And you start diving into some of that stuff, explaining some of that stuff to them. Um, and then just really realizing that, you know, we were made to worship God. Uh, so many times people say the sinner's prayer because they're afraid of going to hell. Like like evangelists, a lot of times, you know, they pitch it like fire insurance. And and the, the thing is, is Jesus didn't come to deliver us from hell. He came to bring the kingdom of God here on earth and to give us abundant life while we are here, mm -hmm. along with spending eternity with him in heaven. Amen. Amen. And, and have you heard of the DMM or the discipleship making method? I know that was one, one thing that uh, had interested me at one point in time. Uh, called DMM and, and they had these six steps. Uh, is, is, your, is your approach similar to this? I'm not familiar with. That. I'm not familiar with that one. Okay, okay, yeah, it's just a it's just a, a church planting movement, called, uh, a discipleship making method, and but I think the whole point is what you just said is is this really key there, right? That I think we can all agree on is that um, now the Great Commission is not go make um, converts to Christianity. It says to go make disciples, right? <laughs> That's and right. So, uh, so we, so that means, that, um, and that's one thing that our ministry is really working on too, is really, really developing uh, programs so we can really help people and and really develop them as the followers of Christ, which is a little bit much more deep, much deeper than um, than just um, than than just having them say the sinner's prayer. So, um, so do well, you, you know, it's it's interesting because you know, in the borough that we, I mean, we're we're from Alaska. You would think that Alaska was a very conservative state which I, I still believe as a whole it is. Um, but like, for instance, you know, one of the things that, that Clay uh, Clark from the Reawaken America tour, which I'm actually gonna be in California at the next one, 
um, you know, he's he's a big advocate about like, man, don't just come to the tour, but actually get involved in your communities. And I was like, I'm going to run for school board. I'm going to make a difference where I'm at uh, because we have a very woke and liberal school board. And um, great, you know, like my 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 whole slogan was let's educate and not indoctrinate. You know, it's like yeah. let's get back to education. Um, anyways, long story short, um, I I ended up losing that race. And the crazy thing is, is I knew it was nothing personal because I've been the fire chief here for a long time. I was the EMS chief before that. Um, like we're a very well-known family in, in this area, very, I would say, liked family in this area. But they were started asking me questions about uh, LGBT. They started asking me questions about transgender and sports, uh, that kind of stuff. And, and I will not compromise the gospel of Jesus Christ that is within me to appease anybody. And I let them know that. And... And I ended up losing. Yeah, that that's part of the whole strategy, right? Of these guys is to is is to uh, um, have what Saul Linsky calls useful idiots, and they've trained, they've taken over the education system, they've taken over the media, they've taken over these different areas, this globalist cabal, and now they've trained and brought in this culture of uh, that's really anti-God, right? And Yep. pro-abortion pro uh, it's just and it's uh, it's just what we're fighting right now is uh and that's why um I, but but it's so cool i just love how you were talking about um getting involved at the local area so because if we if we don't fight there we're gonna in the governmental areas right we're, we've already lost the arts entertainment and the media and the education and if we lose the government as well <clears throat> we're not we're we uh, we won't be able to fight back right so appreciate yep. you've trying to fight back at the local level there and not compromising because uh, God, God will uh, eventually uh, uh, reward that, I believe. Oh, I'm going to run again. <laughs> Good for you. Good for you. Yeah, and that's a, and that's a, is a big part of the Reawaken Tour that I just love that you just mentioned is that is it's, it's all about not only waking up to what's happening in our country, but making sure instead of having uh, and thinking about, hey, Trump's going to going to do 81 million things it's the 81 million supporters actually doing something every day to fight for this country right <laughs> and i know that's that's, a, that's right that's something that the flyover conservatives always mention when they when they come is that hey we need 81 million people that voted for tr trump to actually do something every day for their country and um, i think we could almost look at that as a from a not only a political perspective but a, but a christian perspective too if uh, you know, can't expect Jesus to be appear to everybody, and you know, like He is on some of the Muslims and doing a miracle work. He wants us involved as the body of Christ to make this happen, right? And, and that and that's exciting part of what, what what we've done. So, so tell us a little bit about what the what, what's the next steps that you, for for you guys over you know over the next uh, three six months of what you're hoping to accomplish. Yeah, like like Sam was saying, you know, in April uh, 2024, so this coming up April, uh, we're planning on starting our, our first school. And God is, man, God is a miracle-working God. Uh, our, our ministry is a debt-free ministry. Um, I, 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 what was it valued at with the insurance? I don't even know. It was like <laughs> five or seven million dollars that it was. Seven million. Uh, the building that we're building right now wow. is like a three million dollar building. Um and God has supplied all of our needs, sometimes right at the very last second. Mm -hmm. um, but right now, we're in need of about uh, $200,000 in order to finish the inside of the building in order to effectively run the school. Um, we're, we're, we've got lots of irons in the fire. We've got a team coming up. 
uh, in January, January 3rd, uh, that is going to finish out the kitchen. Is that uh, this building? System. There's this that yeah. building right there. Okay. Um, and there's a there's a organization called Flashpoint Missions. Yeah. Uh, and it is mainly uh, it's from Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Uh, mainly uh, made up of like the people who come up on the trips are young Amish men and women, uh, young Amish kids, um, and they come up here. They work on the building, and it's cool because a lot of them get born again while they're up here. Um, and so we have another group of them coming up in January. Uh, we're, we're praying for God to open up the floodgates of heaven for 200 grand uh, to finish this school because God is, he's given us word. And we've always said, if it's his will, it's his bill. It's his bill. <laughs> I love that. I love that. It's one of those uh, things I'm having to grow into is uh, I wish everybody tells me that's a, that's a, that's a really on fire for the Lord and giving their life to the Lord that you just have to depend on him for the finances, right? <laughs> it's gonna, if it's his will, it's his bill. I love that. That's a, so is this, a, this is the Flashboy Missions, I think, website I just think I found. But um, this, so you're saying that a lot of Omnish people are in this then, huh? And that's kind of cool. Yeah, so um, Flashpoint Missions, uh, not Ministries, Flashpoint Missions uh, is based out of, uh, yep, that's it right there. That's yeah. them. Um, so our friend Dan Esch uh, started it. Uh, several years ago, uh, we we were actually overdoing our discipleship training school with Youth with a Mission in Kona in 2014, and he came into a class one day. He was actually over there as a mission builder. So, in other words, he was helping build the infrastructure. So he was he was helping with the infrastructure, and I'm from Pennsylvania originally. So I saw this you know this guy who was uh, an ex Amish guy and his wife. So I started talking to him and saying, "Hey, we're building this campus. We had nothing really built yet." It was just open property. So we started, he said, hey, we need to build a campus. So you guys, uh, do you want to help us help build? At the time, he was working for a construction company. So um, two years later, he brought a small team of like five guys up, and we started building our, our shop, our, our apartment building. And then they've been working there ever since for the last almost 10 years now, just about 10 years working on the building and getting it all together. So now we're in our final stages, like Rob said, getting the kitchen finalized, getting the downstairs classrooms finalized, getting some of the heating system and water finalized. And then once it's all done, even when it's not complete, then we're still, you know, we, we know God's going to open those doors for us for April April of 2024. So we're, we're going by faith. Like Rob said, the uh, Lord has provided for us in pretty miraculous ways at the last minute. And uh, we feel God telling us to do it. We're not foolish. We pray about it and we see the Lord about it. But if we, tell, if we feel God telling us to do it, we know that God's going to provide. And, uh, you know, for the last 15 years, he's provided um, every penny, and like Rob said, we're, we're a debt-free organization, and everything you see has been brought up from Pennsylvania or purchased here in, in you know Fairbanks or brought up from Seattle, Washington, and uh, all paid for, even at the last minute. So we're trusting the Lord that He wants us to do this school because He wants us to get into these villages and disciple these young men and women in the, in the villages here of the interior. And uh, so we're excited to see what God's going to do here in Alaska. Yeah, one of the things about uh, Sam had said before, there's 231 federally recognized villages are around there. Um, my wife and I were talking about it when we were just down in a uh, at a church in Seattle uh, called Eden, or formerly known as Seattle Revival Center. Um, and and we, we, were, we were talking to that church about what we do here uh, in Last Frontier Ministries. And we said, out of those 231 villages, there's probably 80% of them that either don't have a church or don't have a functioning church. Um, you know, don't don't have a evangelical uh, uh, believing church that's in there. And so 
uh, one of the things that, that we're, we're really wanting to do is, is also work with secondary schools uh, through Youth with a Mission, like what my daughter's going to uh, right now with School of Biblical Studies, so they can get more training uh, so that they can go in and even if it's starting a home church, even if it's even if it's going in there and they 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 don't have anybody who can actually like do a Bible study or do a sermon, we can actually get Starlink or or some sort of internet in there to where we can actually stream them to our church or stream them to Bible studies to where they can actually like they can get fed because that just that just doesn't happen. That's awesome. So this is I'm looking through some of the pictures as you're talking to, to on the Facebook. So you can uh, again, it would be. Last Frontier Ministries, uh, that's what they'd search on, obviously, right, to find this Facebook page. And uh, Yeah, Last Frontier Ministries, yep, that's it. That's awesome. That's awesome. And so anything else on the website that, that would be interesting? I see, I see you have uh, um, quite a bit here, and then there's also um, some results you have here. And... Uh, it looks like it looks like a YouTube's probably taking down some videos. I'm not sure from you guys. But, <laughs> Wouldn't uh, surprise me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wouldn't surprise me. Have you guys got hit um, from some of that? Some of the censorship issues. Uh, I know they haven't been real hard on missionaries or churches so far. But have you seen no. uh, other than just the COVID lockdowns? No, we haven't seen too much on uh, in, in 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 reference to us as in restrictions for our missions organization. Of course, we've had the. The lockdowns when COVID first started, we had the the church meeting restrict restrictions and things like that, which we did for a short time, and, and then we started having church services anyways. Um, but we didn't get hit too bad with the COVID stuff here. We've been pretty open. I mean, one village, we, we landed an airplane. Rob Rob landed landed in the village, and and they met him and they told him he needed to leave because he didn't have his his vaccine or his PCR test. But uh, you know that was about the extent of it. But we got in the villages pretty quickly. Yeah, right after COVID hit, we, we didn't uh, we didn't back down. We kept on pushing hard to get into those villages to, to to preach the gospel. And you know the other thing too is is the one village that that we work in. Uh, we've been working there for 15 years, so we have a very good uh, relationship and a um, uh, we have a very good relationship with them. And and because of that, uh, you know all the villages are interconnected, and so the ones that are are right by them. Um, whenever we go into them, they know that we work in this certain village, and and because they because they know we work in that village and that we're well accepted, um, they don't give us too much problems. But the other thing too is, whenever Sam and I go in, we felt a long time ago whenever we first started this ministry that whenever we go into a village, we're not go if, even if there is a non-functioning church in there, we're not going in through the church's authority. We're actually going to the tribal councils and we're asking the chief and the tribal council for permission to come into the village. Um, and all of them except for one has said yes. And it's because the administrator was a Mormon Yeah, and God was had a cool back door because like six months later, Sam was working there as a community health aide. <laughs> yeah, really? great. the church, the, the village, the village wouldn't let me in. I would work as a health aide. Uh, it's kind of like a like a PA almost in the village, and I ended up working directly with that administrator's wife for like a year. It was awesome. Great, <laughs> God's great. great. So you guys are making some great progress, and uh, and that that's fantastic. So so the 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 new school that is going to be is that the city you guys are in right now and then you're going to bring people into it and and, and put them on scholarships or whatever what, or what's kind of the plan to uh, how many how many students will be there how's all that going to work 
Yeah, so we're, we don't we're, we don't live in a city. <laughs> no. uh, it was like six years ago. We just got our first grocery store. Otherwise, we had to go 120 miles one way to go get groceries. Um, so it's it's a small, uh, unincorporated town uh, right outside of Denali National Park. Uh, our you know whenever God spoke to us about uh, about doing the School of Missions and teaming up with YWAM. He gave us the, the number 32 for, for the students. Um, and so uh, the other thing too is like over in Kona, my, my biggest school that I led over there and I did it for five years, my biggest school uh, was, was 29 students and, and I capped it at that. And, and leadership actually asked me, why did you like, why don't you accept more, more students? Well, there was two answers to that. First, it's a medical DTS, so you can't have you know a ton of people in a medical DTS. Right. The second thing is, is I have to know you in order to disciple you, and so you know there's some there's some DTSs that have like 400 students in it, and and for me personally, I'm not saying that's wrong, but for me personally, and for Sam, we're like we have to know our students in order to disciple them, and so we we will probably never uh, unless God tells us to. We'll never have more than 32 students um, right now. And, and our building is built for that. It's built for 32 students and 15 staff with a little bit of wiggle room. Um, and, and you know, a di- in the discipleship training school, uh, there's a 50, a minimum of a 50 hour uh, intentional workload that the students have. So, you know, in the morning, they're, they're taking those classes, like I said, hearing God's voice and character and nature of God and so on and so forth. In the afternoon, we're going to have different disciplines like the medical DTS and like trades, like buildings, uh, because like in the Alaska villages, if you can get into somebody's house to work on it, uh, you, you've got a captive audience now. Uh, you can talk to them about your faith. You can talk to them about this because you're helping them with a, plump, a plumbing link or whatever. Uh, also, too, um, you know, when, when Lauren Cunningham, uh, which he just passed away about a month ago, uh, when Lauren Cunningham started um, Youth with a Mission, one of his things was, is every one of the students needs to have what they call a one-to-one. And it's, mm-hmm. a, it's an intentional one hour a week to where you sit down with a staff member alone and you unpack what you're learning that week and you can pray with them, you can ask questions for them, all of this stuff. And so we never want to go over 32 students. Mm-hmm. And for this first school, like we're just believing God uh, that he's going to bring the students that he wants, uh, no matter what the number is, uh, that he's going uh, to bring to YWAM Denali who the students uh, or what students he wants there. Um, we're, we're, in the, we're in the forming stages of that. Baby stages. And, you know, with, with getting our state certification, with getting accepted through YWAM International, like we know it's going to be a go. They've already approved this. We just got to get all the paperwork lined out. And so right now, if anybody's watching and they're interested in YWAM uh, and YWAM Denali in particular, go to lastfrontierministries.com and send us an email stating that you're interested in YWAM Denali. Yeah. And I would imagine I would imagine they would go uh, look look at this website. They could just go to the contact us page here. Yes, and, uh, and that you actually have your your mobile phone numbers on there. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> yeah, sure. you. isn't that crazy? All right, so get in touch with them. You can right there. Um, again, you can go to the contact us page there. So you can do there's Rob and Sam there with <laughs> the spelling of their names as well as their phone numbers. <laughs> um, these guys are awesome uh, to be able to do that. You can donate right here in the donate tab. 
to, to, to if you want to give to God's calling you to help uh, get that kitchen finished, get the get this whole thing going. Um, the whole YWAM thing's kind of an interesting thing. I did. My, I know my uh, son-in-law was really he wasn't my son-in-law at the time. He was date, dating my daughter at the time. He went there and it transformed his life, and he saw miracles uh, there. Uh, just being overseas and seeing the the, the different world of uh, uh, you guys probably see that as well. There's probably not a bunch of wealth in some of these cities, I would imagine. No, there's not. I tell you, YWAM was a great. Like for us, earlier, we went there in 2014 for our first YWAM, our first DTS, and we did our three months in Kona, Hawaii. Then we went to India. We were in India for two months, and we definitely saw some amazing, amazing things happen. It not only transformed our lives, but I mean, at the time, I had I had three kids, and it, it transformed their lives too. They were still they were young, but yet they still saw God do some pretty incredible, amazing things. So you know, I would encourage anybody to go on a missions trip anywhere with with whatever organization it is. Get out there, expand your horizon, preach the gospel with, to some with some organization. Okay, that's what they need. Yeah, like like I said before, my daughter is right now in YWAM uh, Montana, and your daughter's getting ready to go do uh, a discipleship training school with with a different organization. Yeah, she'll be in Denver called the Denver Gap Year for four months doing a program down there starting in January. Yeah. All right. And you guys were talking about uh, so this is that youth with a mission, which is the YWAM. Um, and that is uh, right here. You'll see. There's well, what do you, what do you guys? I always when I hear DTS, I think Dallas Theological Seminary. <laughs> What's DTS? <laughs> so tell us a little bit about what DTS is in this world. <laughs> it's right here. Yeah, right? DTS. We we kind of joke around and we say DTS stands for dying to self. Um, ah. You know, you really you really learn how to put Jesus first during that. Mm -hmm. uh, whenever we did our DTS, we did it with our entire family. Uh, wow. So it was it was a little bit different than a DTS that we are going to be uh, doing, but um, it, it's it's a life transforming uh, uh, situation that you get put into. Mm -hmm. it, it's it's, mm -hmm. an, it's an incredible. Like our three months there, you know, God really opened our opened our eyes. I, mean, I was a believer my whole entire life. You know, I went there and we went there in 2014, and God still showed me incredible, awesome things, and and it's just drawn me just drew me close to Him because you have three months of just. You and God. There's no other distractions. You don't have to worry about going to work. Worry about other distractions that are there. You don't have to worry about cooking your food because your food's cooked for you there as well. You know, so it's just a total three months of focusing on the Lord and letting God transform your life and, and change your life. It's an incredible, incredible program that discipleship training that that happens during those those three months of time. Yeah, and like I said before, it's a it's a 50 hour intentional workload. So I mean, we you know in the mornings we have three hours of lecture. Uh, well, first of all, we start off with, with an hour of quiet time uh, where you're just, it's you and God time. Then you have three hours or, or a little more of lecture. You break for lunch. Uh, then you come back for an even, or a, a afternoon session, which it could be in on anything from intercession uh, to the discipline that you're taking, like trades or medical DTS, um, right. that kind of stuff. Um, and, then, and then, you know, after that, you, uh, every single person that is in a DTS has a mandatory work duty. Uh, and because the reason why is so many people think that that work is is a is a curse of the uh, uh, a result of the curse, you know. Uh, and and actually work is not. Work is actually like whenever he put uh, Adam and Eve in the garden, he said tend it, work it like yeah. like this is yours. And so we also disciple them in how to work uh, as unto the Lord. And, and so they, you know, they have, that's about two or three hours that they do on that. And then they come back for an evening session. Then we usually have, you know, evening worship after that. So, you know, basically from, 
you know, about seven in the morning until about nine at night, uh, they're, they're busy, uh, uh, doing things. And it's, it's, it's so fun because, uh, out of all the reviews that we've had in our school, um, every one of the students said that it was a life transforming experience. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. So this says DTS is a five month journey of transformation and deep dive into discovery, discovering God's heart for you, others and the world around you throughout the 11 weeks of lectures and eight weeks of, uh, international outreach. You will learn what it means to be a disciple and how to live as one. DTS is, provides a chance for you to live in community, make friends with people from around the world, practice ministry, and discover your identity in Christ. That's awesome. That's pretty well sums it up. Sounds great. Yeah. So we, we really appreciate you guys taking the time. I just want to make sure if there's anybody that has, has a question backstage, let me know. Um, for, for you guys, I wanted to make sure, is there anything else that you wanted to make sure that you wanted to communicate here before we lift you guys up in prayer? Well, I'd just like to say, if anybody wants to experience Alaska firsthand, you know, you can go on that contact page, fill out the contact information, and you could qualify to win for win a free trip to Alaska on us. And uh, we're going to do that drawing next year. And if your name gets pulled, you'll be uh, flying to Alaska and joining us on a missions trip for several weeks here and doing work in the villages. Yeah, and our, our the mission trips that we end up doing, it, it really varies because we can be 100% focused on children. Now, every mission trip that we do, uh, almost every mission trip, we always have a children's aspect of it because Jesus said, like, you got to come to me like a child, right? So I'm very much about those those children's dedications to the Lord. Uh, but but also, too, like we do, we do construction trips. Uh, we do um, we do evangelical trips. We do work trips. Uh, there's all kinds of trips that we end up doing, um, and and it could be you know getting on a boat and going down the Yukon River for 60 miles, or getting in a plane and flying several hundred miles to another village uh, that there's no road to. So um, you know Alaska is a, it's an amazing place. Uh, I would say probably 80% of the people who come on trips with us now because we've been doing this 15 years, um, they're return people. They're people mm-hmm. who come back to us year after it's year. It's a beautiful, beautiful area. No question about it. Um, and uh, you can just see that from the pictures on at the school there. And uh, we, 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 we like to always end with uh, uh, the backstage people. We've got a bunch of prayer warriors that want to pray for you. Um, but before, I guess, I guess Annette has a question first. Go, go ahead, Annette. Uh, yes. Um, it was so great to, to hear everything. Uh, about what you are doing and it's a real blessing to have you here and I also want to say I am born in Anchorage oh wow (laughs) and now I'm living in Sweden (laughs) (laughs) that's so cool yeah and uh, I was uh, visiting Alaska in 1997 and I was there there for uh, um, a month yeah, I think it was a month. And um, I was just wondering um, mm, about the Christianity in um, Anchorage, the percentage of uh, people, uh, Christianity there, and uh, what has changed through the years there from to now in Christianity. Yeah, in Anchorage. Uh, we're we're not too too familiar with Anchorage because yeah. Anchorage is like if you overlay Alaska onto the map of the United States, 
Anchorage is actually like several states below us. <laughs> um, okay, I, okay. I, I would say that, you know, over over the last uh, 30 years, that, that Christianity has definitely changed as far as the way it has across, you know, the United States, gotten very progressive uh, in lots of ways. Um, but, you know, in the villages in Alaska, um, back in the 70s, there was actually a big revival that happened. Mm -hmm. And and there was a lot of amazing things that happened. Yeah, that was back in the seventies, and I, you know, I, I we're believing for that to happen well now as well. You know, it's uh, like Rob said, we're not in the Anchorage area, but we've met some people that are down there. We know that there's a lot of churches, new churches popping up um, and growing. So we're excited to see some of those new churches that are popping up and growing that are down there. So there is positive things that are happening in the Anchorage area for sure. Again, it's about a six, five, six hour drive from us to get there, so we don't go there very often. Oh, just okay. a long, long trip. So sorry we couldn't give you any better information. No, than that. that's fine. That's just fine. Thank All you. Right. We we really that. we would really like to see something like the Reawaken America tour come to Anchorage because oh. Anchorage is our biggest city. It's about right. three hundred thousand people, yeah. uh, and we would really like to see uh, the Reawaken America tour come there uh, yeah. with people like Julie Green and the Flyover Conservatives and Amanda Grace and so many amazing people. Uh, that that we've met on the reawaken america tour to come up and and help shed light on a on a two-day wham you know a bam concert uh <laughs> of of you know faith freedom and 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 uh, the revelation of jesus christ great yeah that sounds great right. pray to the lord and he will do it <laughs> we are <laughs> all right lord is go ahead just have a <clears throat> a question about what you said about the the, the, the winning a trip to a, a Alaska. First of all, first question: Do I need to have a passport to go to Alaska? Because I have no. You just need your driver's license or, or an ID. You do not need a passport. We're still the United States, even though we're thousands of miles away from you. Uh, we're still the U.S. of A. So you do not need a passport unless you're going to drive up. If you drive through, you get to drive through Canada, you will need a passport driving through Canada. Otherwise, you do not need a plane. I mean, a passport, just hop on a plane and flying up and we'll meet you there. And so like for the contest, what was it that you had to do? Uh, if you go to our website, www.lastfrontierministries.com, there is a contact me or contact sheet. Fill out the information on that and it gets sent to us. And then uh, we uh, get the information. We will, we will call you in a couple of days after we get it and just verify it's you and talk to you and then within the next year we're going to pick that pick those names out of a out of a program and someone has a chance to win a free trip up here that sounds exciting thank it's you so much it's basically a drawing we're versus excited. a contest is that right it's a drawing versus a contest it's a it's a drawing yes. yeah it's yeah, a drawing. Yeah. we draw in the names yeah it's not you don't have to do anything it's just fill the paperwork out and we're going to draw your draw a name and and lucky winner will be up here with us right awesome. all right thank you so much so that's back uh, again. If you look at the website, um, I think it was where did I have that? I think it was right here. Contact us is where you do that, right? Just fill out this information. That is correct, right there. Yep. Right. So that's all you have to do, and on the contact at lastfrontierministries.com. And so, all right. Well, I, I wanted to kind of get back to asking you guys what we can pray for you specifically about. I know. I know there's tons of stuff we could pray about for the mission, and we can do that. But uh, we really would like to know, you know, it's not an easy life to be a missionary sometimes. And, and what, what can we specifically pray for, you know, Sam and Rob about? Well, I think one of them right now is just, you know, we uh, just for the health of our families, 
you know, it's always so cold, always so dark, just so our standings will stay, will stay healthy. So, you know, because, you know, it gets dark, you get, we get lonely sometimes, get that depression can come in even to a believer sometimes. We just need to continue to fight through that um, for our families. Um, also, um, for Rob and Tyson's, uh, Rob and family, my family, Rob and I travel a lot. We're in the villages a lot. So that, you know, just that God will be with our families and our children while they're, mm-hmm. while they're at home mm-hmm. and uh, for safety because we're, we're driving on roads that are icy and through blizzard conditions. We're driving mm-hmm. in 40 below zero weather. Um, flying in that kind of weather as well. So just for safety as we're driving and getting to these villages uh, and for our families while, while we're away for, you know, a week or 10 days at a time sometimes. Yeah, and then the last thing, you know, with all that is is just so that God would open up that floodgate, speak to the right people at the right time uh, to send the right amount of money so that we can get this school done mm-hmm. and we can start training people. The, the beautiful thing about Last Frontier Ministries and YWAM uh, is nobody gets paid. Uh, we're all self-supporting missionaries. So, um, you know, we live off of support and we also work side jobs uh, when we have time. Right. Um, but nobody gets paid. So every single penny that ever gets donated to Last Frontier Ministries uh, goes straight to our projects and straight to the mission field. Uh, there's no processing fees or nothing like that. It all goes there. Awesome, awesome. So uh, we just want to kind of start lifting you up now We've got a bunch of prayer warriors that like to do this, and so um, let's start. Let's start with Linda. Go ahead, Linda. Dear God, I pray for these two gentlemen. And help um protection, protection, and help provide everything that they need. Help protect their families. And help the driving, traveling, in Alaska. Help protect them. And also help duct tape mysteries. I know that they didn't say anything, but I thought too, help the building get the funds they need, help protection around the area, keep them safety and warm. Thank you, your hand off them. I come in right now in Jesus' mighty name. Leave them alone, their family alone, and the area around them. Get your hands off them, your paws off them. I come in right now in Jesus' mighty name. Praise and Amen. 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 <laughs> All right, go ahead. Thank you, Linda. Nat, and then Elizabeth. Yeah, uh, thank you, Father, for these two great men and what they are accomplishing in Jesus' name. It's all because of Jesus. It's all because of you, Jesus, that we are here, that we have these wonderful men here uh, talking about this mission that uh, you have given them. And we pray to you, God, that you will guide them, lead them through your Holy Spirit and with your wisdom, Holy Spirit, and knowledge and understanding and insight that they need to accomplish your will, Father God, on earth right now and for the future to come. We bless them in your name, Jesus, and we ask for your warring angels to come and take care of all the bad, evil plans against this man. So we thank you, Father God, that we can call on your angels to be with them and their families. And uh, that you will open up the money. The money will pour out to them because they are doing it for you, 
God. They are doing this almighty God for you. But it is just mercy from you, Father. But we thank you that you will pour out the money with your blessings for your honor and glory and just fill them, Holy Spirit, with whatever they mm -hmm. need. And uh, bless their families all with health and um, restore everything they need in their lives. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. And also we pray that if it's your will, Father, open up the gates and the doors for a awakening tour <laughs> in Alaska. We Amen. praise you and thank you. Bless them, Father God, mightily. In the name of Jesus. Amen. All right. Go ahead, Elizabeth. Thank you. Hi, guys. Wow. Um, <clears throat> Heavenly Father, I just bring these um, beautiful men. Oh, Lord, they are just giving up so much. But I know they do it with gladness. And I know that they do it with joy. And their precious families alongside with them. It's, it's a pretty tough gig, Lord. And uh, Lord, I just thank you for the, the passion that just comes from their hearts for this. And Lord, I ask that you just bless them abundantly, Father, wherever they may go. And I know things have been so tough and the, the cold and everything, but I know that you will just bless them, Father God, that they are light in the darkness, that they are drawing men unto them, that you will give them favor wherever they go. But Lord, we'll just break down those walls of division, of suspicion, of anything that, that when they approach people, I pray against the sins of the past, Lord. We ask for forgiveness and that and the, the sad things that they've gone through and the, the, the horrible things people have done. Father God, I pray that you would turn it around for good, Lord Jesus, that you would you would just know they would just know in their hearts that they are safe with these guys, that they were safe with their families and and Lord you will open up doors of opportunity that no man can open, Father God, because with all things with you are possible, Father God, because we just praise you and give you grace and mercy and we know, Lord, that they love you with all their hearts. And yes, I agree with the precious prayers that were before and the great awaiting tour will come to Alaska. How exciting, mm. Father God, and the truth will just shine forth and break forth out of the darkness, Lord Jesus. And I've just got a scripture, 2 Corinthians, from the message. Um, in the Messiah and Christ, Christ, God leads us from place to place in one perpetual victory parade. Through us, he brings knowledge of Christ. Everywhere we go, people breathe in the exquisite fragrance. Because of Christ, we give off a sweet scent rising to God, which is recognized by those on the way of salvation, an aroma of redolent with life. And Father God, I know that you want to bless, bless them financially, and I pray that the that the Lord is with them and he makes them successful. The Lord makes all that they do prosper. And we just thank you, Father God, for the opportunities you are bringing forth right now in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Let me just do one last quick prayer. Heavenly Father, just thank you so much. I just uh, lift up these two men, Sam and Rob, and their whole families. And, every, every, and I disagree with all these prayers. I think they covered that very, very extremely well. Uh, Lord, just give them um, no, the, no sadness, the happiness that comes um, from your light, even in that darkness, Lord. And we just, uh, we just pray 
um, Acts 3.19 over them and talks about the times of refreshing. The times of refreshing comes over Rob right now. The times of refreshing comes over Sam right now. And the Holy Spirit just comes across them, Lord. And that they'll just wake up. They'll have a great night's sleep and just uh, wake up with the joy of the Lord tomorrow. We thank you, Lord, for your mighty power. And by the power of Jesus' name and the blood that he shed for us, by the name above all names and that blood, Lord, we call down anything that's fighting against them, the rulers and authorities and powers of this dark world trying to take them off their path. And we call in the angels of all ranks and divisions to keep them on their path. And we call in, Lord, this line of Judah to come into judgment and bring back justice across this land of the United States and, 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 and Alaska. We love you, Lord. And we say these things in the name of Jesus. Amen. Um, you guys are awesome. We appreciate you taking the time today. And uh, I, unfortunately, I'm not, I'm, I don't think I'm going to be going to California or I'd say say hi to you guys. I don't know we've been in the same building before. <laughs> I was there hey, can we pray for you real quick? Yeah, sure. That'd be awesome. <laughs> yeah, Father God, we just lift, lift up uh, Blessed to Teach, Father God, and all the staff that they have on there, all of the, uh, the, the things that are going on in the background that we have no idea of what they even deal with. Father God, we come against any censorship that would try to happen against them, Father God. Let the truth come out both uh, for the gospel and what's going on uh, in the deep state, Father. Father God, I just ask in Jesus' name that you would open up the financial doors for them uh, so that they would be able to continue to accomplish what you have for them. Father God, I ask that you would just bring on the right guests to their show, uh, Father God, for networking and also for recognition to bless to teach, Father God. Father God, we thank you. Uh, for their previous guests. We thank you for their future guests. And Father God, we just uh, ask that you would just continue to cover them in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you so much. You guys are awesome. Um, and we'll we'll uh, keep in touch uh, with us. We, we, we had Aaron on this show like um, about, about every six weeks going over one of his father's paintings. Uh, so, oh, so, it's good. Yeah, he's awesome. He's, he's awesome. So uh, we it's a small world and we can't wait to see you guys uh, flourish up there. I wouldn't mind unmuting and saying goodbye to Sam and Rob. Uh, thank you guys for coming and uh, bless for laughing. Yeah, for thank, you. Thank, you thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. God bless you guys. God bless. All right. We're going to stay on for it a little bit. And uh, those guys are awesome. We're going to be going into a Julie Green prophetic word that I wanted to read real quick. And um, what that is is a... Uh, Again, if you go to the the, the neighborhood.social, um, we have a, a, a volunteer that takes Julie Green's words every single day and <clears throat> gets get and, and uses our our text to speech to text editor called Searchy and then modifies it so I can read it when when we have time. And you'll also find my my blog here as well. To find Julie's, you just go to the group called Blessed to Teach, and so there's a Blessed to Teach group. Here, it's actually called the backstage of ministry, is I guess is what it's called here. The more I look at this, and um, go to the blog, and the blogs you can search on Julie right here, or you can just scroll down and you'll find Julie's picture right here. And this will be every single time she comes out with a prophetic word, um, it comes out right away, right instead of uh, days and days sometimes to get it in written format. So, so let's just read this real quick, and then we're going to go backstage. Um, and then when we're backstage, we are going to um, do Project Children Rescue. We do it every Tuesday night and Thursday at, at 11 a.m. CST, where we pray for the children to be rescued from human trafficking and all the atrocities that are happening across this world. So we'll be doing PCR tonight. It's a half hour time um, right after we're done with the, with the broadcast here. And then we'll have another half hour on 11 to 11.30 CST on 
on Thursdays. That's called Project Children Rescue. By the way, on it's, it, there's a group on the neighborhood for that as well. All right, so let's let's just review this. This is again. Um, I think I might have two musics going here, so I'm gonna kill that. Uh, looks like this one. Looks like there is no music there, so I'm gonna turn that back on because I kind of like the music one. We're actually looking at um, some some prophetic words. This is God's word, I believe. I'm um, coming to us in modern times, right? Obviously, the number one thing is the Bible and having the actual Word of God that He wants us to, to be reading and understanding and having on our lips, right? Um, but um, He also, I believe, has sent us prophets to help us understand the modern times. And He wants to actually speak to you as well. That's why I've done my blog to kind of show you how, even if you're not in the office of the prophet, He will talk to you about your path. But let's see what Julie has to say. I don't read these beforehand because I want to keep uh, fresh when I'm going to him and with him. But let's dig into this. This is a little bit long, but I think you guys will really find it powerful. I just love the way God speaks to her because it's so specific, usually about America and usually about um, our authority in Christ. That's the sort of thing that inspires me more, most of all, about the way God works through Julie. For I, the Lord, this day, I am speaking to each and every one of my children. I am speaking to you and reminding you that the end is near. The end is near for your enemies and their control. The end is near for all the global governments around the world. The end is near for their tyranny. The end is near for their lies. The end is near for what they have done to you in every area of your life. The end is near because I am here and the evil cannot be in my presence. Evil cannot stand near me. It cannot stand against me. Evil runs at the sound of my name. And I told you, my children, to use my name above every name, the name of Jesus. I said that name and the name that scatters and shatters the power of the enemy. It puts your enemy on the run. So in this day, when the enemy is making a way, oh yes, they are trying to make a way. They are trying to do more things against you, to plot to plan and scheme against you, to get you to give up and quit on the victory that is yours. They want to deceive you out of something that they don't have the lawful right to. Unless you give it to them, refuse to comply, refuse to give in, refuse to quit, refuse to let go of the promise that I have spoken to you. Woo! That is beautiful. This one, I mute a few people. It's getting a little noisy in there. Here it is. I am a God that I cannot lie. I have guaranteed you the victory through my son. I've guaranteed the victory through what he already did through the shedding of his blood. I have a blood covenant with you that I will not break. So as your body or as your mind or as your circumstances or as your people all around you are telling you to give up, they are telling you to quit, they are telling you to surrender, they are telling you nothing is going to change, they are telling you that it's too impossible, they are telling you that it is just getting worse instead of getting better, they are telling you these things over and over and over again, your thoughts will try to torment you and control how you are leading your life and what you believe. That is why I have told you to look at me. Look to me and focus on me. Because when your enemy, when you are focusing on me, the enemy flees their control over you. Flees because it cannot stay. It cannot stand the faith of a believer. The faith that I have put inside of each and every one of you. Grow that faith. Get into my word. Listen. Listen, I'm speaking 
and not just to my prophets, but I speak to my children. Woo, is that not just what I said? Is that not what God's been telling me the whole time and why he's wanted me to do my blog? Because he says, listen to that. He says, get into my word. Listen, listen. I am speaking and not just to my prophets, but I speak to my children. That's why that book by Nathan French, it says, says that uh, it's not meant to be a secret. God wants to speak to you. Remember that. God wants to speak to you specifically about your path. So he says, I am speaking and not just to my prophets, but I speak to my children. I say, Lord, I don't know if that is you. Well, if it doesn't line up with my written word, it's not for me. Your enemies are trying to come right now in this day to bring more deception, to bring you more distraction than ever before. This is where I have to stand and hold your ground. I've repeated these words again and again because I hear the murmuring. I hear the groaning. I hear the complaints of my children. Stop complaining about the situations that you are in because you will remain in them. But start rejoicing despite of them, despite what you see and despite what you feel, despite what your thoughts are telling you. If it is not truth, if it is not my word, throw it out. If your body tells you what it is not healed, if it tells you that it is not healed, throw it out and deny its power. That is a lie. If your doctor has given you a report, believe my report instead and deny that the fact to rule in your life and to destroy your body. My body was broken so yours wouldn't have to be. Um, there's one thing, guys, I just wanted to, when it's talking about all this chaos that's coming to us, that's, that's really clear. Um, I just wanted to go to a scripture real quick. And um, there's so much to 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 hang on to and i just wanted to go to psalms 2 2 8 and 2 9 and uh that i always the lord told me you know make sure that you at least have one scripture on each each show <laughs> so i'm obeying right now here it is it says ask of me and i will make the nations your heritage and the ends of the earth your possession so this is talking primarily about jesus many people put this in the end times i believe it's for now and I believe since we are the body of Christ, it's talking to us. So what are we supposed to do? It says, ask of me and I will make the nations your heritage and the end of the earth your possession. And what are we going to do this cabal? Verse 9 says that. It says, you shall break them with a rod of iron and dash them in pieces like a potter's vessel. That's a word of God right there. Guys, telling us exactly the strength that we have and that we, we as, have authority in Christ to do these type of things. This is a time where you choose what to believe and what not to believe. This is a time where a great separation has already begun. It's separating my remnant, my children who believe in me despite what they see. They will believe in me despite what they see because what you are about to see will bring much fear into this world. And what my children need to declare and to decree is that fear will not be in me. Fear will not control me. Fear will not have power over me. Say it. Do not receive the negativity. Do not receive that darkness that is coming upon the enemies of Almighty God. The darkness that you're about to see is for the enemy. It is not for you. It is the judgment that is coming against the enemy. I have told you about the volcanoes. I have told you about the eruptions of volcanoes all over the world. I've been speaking to you about the growing of earthquakes. I have been speaking to you about unusual weather. I have 
I have been speaking to you about these things that are going on in governments all around the world. I have been speaking to you about a resistance that has been growing. You see the words that I have been speaking and they are now coming to pass. To bring faith in your hearts that the words that I am speaking to you should be very clear for you to hold on to. So keep declaring that darkness will not be in you. It will not be in your family. It will not be in your households because I am in you. I am light and light destroys that darkness. Remember who you belong to. You belong to me. Stop complaining so you don't stop remaining. Do not give in and do not quit because if you quit, you are guaranteed to lose. When your adversary is a loser, he has a guaranteed loss because I have destroyed his power over you. That's why he will always be a loser. But he tries to make you one to deceive you out of what is already done. It's already done. It's finished. Remember the words of my son. It is finished. It is. So don't grow weary. Do not grow weary in this time. I am warring the enemy. I am warring. The enemy is drawing their lines. They are doing more against you. They are fighting harder. They are pushing more. They are right now about to do something they haven't done before to this degree. But what do you need to do, children of Almighty God? Do I need to keep reminding you of who I am? Do I keep reminding you of your enemy's guaranteed loss? The end is near. The end. Keep thinking that. Keep declaring the end of the tyranny is here. The end of tyranny is here. The end of rogue governments is here. The end of the lies is here. But Lord, what if it goes on for months and months? Keep saying it. Keep declaring it. Keep marching forward to your victory. I promise you it is worth it. I promise you great rewards for those who hold on to me. And you will see it. You will see great rewards for the ones who will stand and believe in me and have the faith and trust in me despite what you see. So I, the Lord, today remind you that I will always, always win. There's nothing too big. There's nothing too dark. And there's nothing too impossible that I cannot remove in an instant, in a second, in a flash and a blink of an eye that suddenly can change the world. So hold on, hold tight, because the end is near saith the Lord. Woo! That's an awesome, powerful word there. That's I, I just read for the first time. Again, that is Julie's word from this morning. Um, now sometimes you get some live when she's just doing her live things. I'm not sure if that was. Nothing is possible for me that was named. I'm not sure if that was our volunteer name or that or Julie. But uh, hopefully that's just more reminders. And I've read three of my words yesterday on the, on the podcast if you didn't get a chance to see that i'm very consistent with what god's doing right now he is wanting to speak to you i just love how she had that in that word that the lord told her the same thing that she told me that he you don't have to be an office of prophet for you to hear directly from the lord and it's going to be specific for your path remember it's not meant to be a secret god wants to speak to you and there's those four steps there's really one major thing you need to do just to to, to, to make this all happen i'm going to go to this other this other uh view here so there's just a, a few things you need to do, right? The first thing, the, the overall arching thing is just put God first. It's very simple. If you just put God first, everything's going to fall into place. And that's going to naturally want you to be in the Word, 
right? And then you're gonna wanna get the word in your heart. Do some memorization, guys, it's very simple. Just take some short verses and make sure you're putting your God. It's on your lips, right? Just like Joshua 1.8 says, keep this book of the law always on your lips, meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Right, that, that, and, and then you will be prosperous and successful. If you wanna be prosperous and successful, you put him first and you keep the word on his lips. That means you have to be in his word, number one. Number two, you need to get it in your heart. And even if it's a few verses, just get it in your heart. Number three, you need to worship and praise him. That's why we do this four times a week here. He's, he's communicating to me that when we're worshiping with him and the presence of the Lord's in there and you're just focused on him and everything else is away, you're not just on your phone and distracted when the worship music when you're literally just worshiping him with that music and we've attached to scripture for a reason because then what's going to happen is he is going to communicate and you're going to you're going to start thinking like him your ways are going to be his ways because he talks about that it's very clear in scripture to say your ways are not my ways i think it's isaiah 55 8 your ways your, your ways are not my ways right your thoughts are not my thoughts and neither are your ways are my are not my ways but when you're worshiping and you have the word of god in your you've renewed your mind that'll start to change and you'll desire what he desires and you'll think like he thinks and then you'll then he'll be able to make your path straight and the last thing once you've done that again you're putting him first then you're going to actually spend time alone with him and listening to him and writing out what he says for you specifically right you may you probably don't have to share that but he's going to speak to you directly about what your path is day by day by day it's not like you're going to sit there and go okay that's my that's uh you know we have our calling but it's not like it's not like he's going to give you some grand thing one time it's going to every day just lead you day by day away from all the dangers and the strongholds and through this path that he has for you specifically it's like psalm 119.105 says you're in the dark force sometimes and confusing life and the chaos is around you and boom his light comes your word is a lamp to my feet and that's why you have to be in his word because that's the lamp so now you can clearly see things from god's point of view and not satan's point of view and the world's point of view right and but he doesn't stop there where he says your word is a lamp to my feet and a light for my path he's going to clearly tell you which way to go day by day it's not some secret he wants to speak to you so let that happen that's an exciting thing to see that came in julie's words as well that he doesn't just speak to the prophets that he speaks to his children he loves you and he wants to talk to you so it's a pretty easy steps if you think about it put him first be in his word get it in your heart worship and praise him and then spend time alone with him and you're gonna be at peace and he's gonna it's gonna flow through you because you'll become part of the remnant and he's gonna flow through you. His glory and power and might is gonna flow through you because you become a vessel. You allow him to yoke you and you're guided with the creator of the universe. What better guide could you have? All right, that's uh, that's where we're gonna end it tonight. And uh, just thank you guys for joining us. We're gonna be backstage doing Project Children Rescue. You can go to the neighborhood.social and actually see the, the in fact, I'll just show you that real quick. If I go to Safari here and uh, I flip over to the the neighborhood, which will, well, I'll just go from here from this, I wanna have that in the show notes. So I'm just gonna bring up a new tab. So again, what you do is you type in neighborhood.social or you just download it on your phone, right? And what you'll see here is the Christian Patriot platform or the Christian Impactor platform. And uh, you'll go to groups 
and there's a little group called there's six groups or uh, that, that uh, these biblical zoom groups BTT zoom groups there's one two three four five six that meet at different times and you can see PCRs right here it meets tonight right now that we're gonna be you can go create your own free backstage account just going to blessedteach.com and go into backstage and this is the group and this group is gonna we're gonna be talking about children being rescued and praying for them etc so this is project children rescue on the neighborhood.social but the way you become part of the backstage and get links and everything um well actually you don't have to do that the, the link is right here this is actually the zoom link <laughs> if you go to neighborhood.social you can join us right now um by going to that zoom link right here which is actually the same as the backstage link and then you can join backstage as well if you'd like whole point get to neighborhood.social come to project children rescue join us backstage right now with all the other uh, awesome prayer warriors and christian patriots that uh, that love the children all right all right hey with that if the backstagers would not mind unmuting and saying goodbye bye-bye Bye. Bye. Hallelujah, glory to God. My mic working.